Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the VSIN Bet Center. Final hour of the program. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. I am live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner is coming to us via Denver, Colorado, where the Colorado Rockies are taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Austin Barnes hit a solo shot for Los Angeles to tie that one up at one apiece. And the Padres have a real threat going on down in the other desert in Arizona, taking on the Diamondbacks. Already 2-1 to one Padres, and uh, Zach Davies gives up another base hit. Manager came out to talk to him for a bit. His pitch count still under 50, but Eric Hosmer at the plate with two down and two runners on, first and second, and it looks like Arizona is able to get out of the inning. Davies preserves his life in this game. We'll see if he comes back to start the fourth inning. We'll go to the top of the, or excuse me, we'll go to the bottom of the third here. Arizona keeps it just a 2-1 ball game. Your in-game total jumps up. It was down as low as eight, now back up to nine and a half. And the Dodgers and the Rockies total, James, uh, we talked about that home run by Barnes, brought that total right back up to ten and a half, now down to nine and a half once again. Um, Do you get involved with in-game betting as far as baseball at all, James? I do later in the season when we got a better handle on the bullpens, especially if we're looking at betting overs and how certain bullpens, maybe there's a bullpen and we know this, there's times where bullpens have been taxed. You've gone deep. You've, you might be in a, a four game series in the first three games said starters didn't clear maybe 10 or 12 innings through the first three games and really had to rely heavily on the bullpen. So there's opportunities to look at more so totals for me when it gets involved in in-game, but that's going to be later in the season right now. Obviously, the, these bullpens are fresh, maybe not fully stretched out by any means as far as the pitchers, bullpens, or starters, but that's something I'll be looking at later as the season progresses. You know, James, one thing uh, the past couple of seasons that I have tried to take advantage of when the situation arises, because of how powerful the Los Angeles Dodgers have been for a couple of years in a row now, uh, if they ever get behind in a game, oftentimes you can get them at, you know, maybe even money, even plus money. You know, if the Rockies are to go up here, let's say two to one, I don't know if I want to mess with it at three to one. It depends on where we are in the game. If it's still very early, maybe um, right now, the uh, money line on the Dodgers is minus 155. That's uh, about where they closed, maybe minus 150 in a tie ball game at one apiece. But 
you know, especially when they were playing an inferior opponent, uh, you know, I was looking at like maybe the the Astros against the Mariners last year, you know, some of the some of the, the Texas Rangers, you know, some of these teams, uh, you know, the Washington Nationals look like a candidate this year and maybe the Colorado Rockies as well. Uh, but the point is here, you can get good prices on the Dodgers if early in the game that they go behind. And typically, you know, I mean, it seems like two out of three times they're going to come back and win. And case, in that case there, too, you're probably looking at the opponent's bullpen and betting against that bullpen, trying to hold down a team like the Dodgers offense for a full nine innings, depending how long that starter's going. I mean, we saw that yesterday with the Texas Rangers blowing a huge lead, early lead against the Toronto Blue Jays, losing that game in the end. And that happened to them last year. I remember they were opening day in Kansas City. Texas gets out to a 5 nothing lead, couldn't hold it, and blows the game. I think they gave up five runs in that first inning. That was a crazy back-and-forth affair that Kansas City ended up winning. But, yeah, I think to your point, with, with a bigger team like that, with the Dodgers, I mean, you were going to see some... You, we saw that last year, Brady. Some of these outrageous numbers. There was $3. Even, did we see some potentially, like, close to $4 favorites? Yeah, yeah. There, uh, I, 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 at, least, at least a couple times, I believe, yep. there were some $4 favorites, yeah. Which is wild to me, because I remember now, I'll date myself, but I remember the, the game, like, the Minnesota Twins, for instance, when they were doing really well in the late 80s and the early 90s. Jack Morris would be on the hill and he was just, yeah, check the box. They're going to win that game. But they're told that I think their money lines were maybe like 210, wow. 205, maybe 220 at the most. Like you didn't have, they never got anywhere close to above 250, let alone three and even close to $4. So, yeah, that's where you, you might, you, I, and I typically, Brady, don't play with run lines. I stay away from I, run I lines. Me either. I never play run lines. Nah, if if I happen to do one, it would be with the that team on the road. So that make sure they get a full nine innings and they get that ninth inning at bat. Last thing you want to do is have the home team and and they're ahead by one going into the last inning. You know they're going to have that at bat. So, uh, but typically I stay away from the run lines. But and, and I don't really do a whole lot of money line parlays. Like oh, well, let's throw in this three hundred dollars, this right. three dollar favorite on a big favorite to throw it in. I typically stay away from that. It's for for the most part, it's going to be straight bets for me. But more. But typically, yeah, I can get more involved with in-game now with baseball, especially over the last two years now that, that we have live betting here in Colorado. Didn't always have opportunities like that to learn the live betting game when it came to baseball. The Florida Panthers get a couple of empty netters and finish off Nashville 4-1 to one the final there. The Columbus Blue Jackets leading the Detroit Red Wings 3-2, to two, just underway in the third period there. The Ottawa Senators trailing the New York Rangers 4-1 to one after two periods. Your in-game total there already at 7. The Calgary Flames taking it to the Seattle Kraken 3-1. to one. Uh, Period 3 just underway there, about 18 and a half minutes left. In the final period, that one up in Seattle. The Montreal Canadiens are at Toronto, and the Maple Leafs are up 3-2 to two after two periods. The Anaheim Ducks and the Philadelphia Flyers tied at two apiece. Eight minutes left to go in the second period in Philadelphia. And the St. Louis Blues up 2 to nothing on the New York Islanders. They are just underway in the second period in St. Louis. Coming up a little later on, the Colorado Avalanche are in Edmonton to take on the Oilers, and the San Jose Sharks are in Vancouver to take on the Canucks. And right here in Las Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, James, I also want to talk about uh, this game that you have a bet on in Major League Baseball, the final tilt of the evening coming up here in just a matter of minutes, and that will be the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, the third game of this series, the Astros have already taken the first two uh, on the road and doing so as an underdog over Shohei Otani in the opener between these two teams. And now we get just a, a very interesting pitching matchup. Noah Syndergaard going for the Angels against Justin Verlander making his return. Both of these pitchers making their return from Tommy John surgery. We haven't seen either of them in almost two seasons. Of course, Syndergaard, like you said a little bit earlier, made that one. I think he threw one inning at the start of, uh, at the end of last year or something like that. Obviously, they've both had a shortened spring training. You made a bet basically thinking that Justin Verlander was not going to go too many innings tonight. And I guess you'd kind of have to believe that for both of these guys coming off of the Tommy John surgery. Absolutely. For Syndergaard on his side. Now, we, 
they don't put they're not posting these for every pitcher. So there was no it, there was no player prop for Syndergaard when it came to the outs and how long he would pitch in this game. So no no opportunity to, to try to play that. If there was, I can't imagine it would be anywhere close to what they laid with Verlander and uh, for Syndergaard, you just it, somebody who's immense talent again, but got to stay healthy, and and I think that's the challenge here. He did throw two innings last year at the end of the season just to get a little work in and say that he pitched in 2021. I think it was more psychological, obviously, for Syndergaard than anything else. In the spring training, he only threw eight and a, eight and two thirds innings. So again. Maybe if he has the ability and he's locating, and we know he can, he can blow folks away, pitch a total. Can he get 15 outs? Will they allow him to go five five innings? I think that would be the max for Syndergaard, and that's how I feel about Verlander. I don't think they're going to have him go further than five innings in this game. He was on a pitch count in in the spring training. I mean, he hasn't had a start since July of 2020. He was on a pitch count in spring training. He did throw 13 and two-thirds innings pitched. Hey, that was within four starts. So they're going to work him out. They're going to stretch him out. I'm sure he's going to be on a pitch count today. I think five innings max would be for the as far as Verlander goes. Because the other thing with Verlander is he's a strikeout pitcher. We know that. And so he's going to work deeper counts. So it's not going to be pitch to contact. Maybe he had an inning where he only pitched seven or eight pitches. Guys were up there swinging at the first pitch. Hey, he's going to get work deep counts. I mean, he's going to strike guys out. And that's, what, that's who he is. That's what he does. But we know he does work deep counts. So even if it's an average of 15 pitches per inning, that leads right to the 75. That leads to five innings. The fact that they put that at 16 and a half outs, Juice to the under for sure. I had to pay the juice, but I paid it. I just don't see him going. I don't see them running him out there for the sixth inning, let alone being able to go get 18 outs. Well, you would think maybe this is a little bit correlated, James. The Astros opened up as a minus 120 road favorite, and now the game is basically pick em. The consensus is minus 108 on the Angels and Syndergaard. Uh, your total has gone up a little bit. And I think both of those, if the if the betters here think that there are going to be runs scored and they're favoring the Angels side, that's probably good for your Justin Verlander bet. Yeah, you would think so. And I, I, it's just it's so hard. We're just speculating here. Both of these, in particular for Verlander, uh, for, for somebody like Verlander, we know the mental makeup, his feistiness, competitiveness. He kind of reminds me of. Uh, maybe not as demonstrative on the mound that we see from Scherzer, but really that same type of bulldog mentality. Used to play together, up. right? Yeah, right. And just that bulldog mentality when he's up there. Yeah, back in with the Tigers. But uh, I, I think for Verlander, this is really an assessment. I think, you know, they're going to be cautious with him. But, yeah, to your point, the fact that that total – it's funny how these live lines just move. Oh, two outs. Wow, Syndergaard's dealing. He's got the first two outs pitching the contact. He only threw three pitches the first two batters. We're going to have to flip that. It's, it's interesting how these live lines can move so quickly and the favorites flip to the dog on just two batters. The New York Mets still leading the Washington Nationals 4 to nothing. The Nationals batting in the home half of the sixth inning. The Atlanta Braves still hanging on to a 2 to nothing lead over Cincinnati. Top of the sixth inning there. San Diego back at the plate in the top of the fourth inning with a 2-1 to advantage over the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Los Angeles and Colorado still tied at one apiece. Colorado at the plate in the home half of the fourth. We'll be back with Dave Koken to talk some more baseball on the other side. It's the VSIN Bet Center at VSIN. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the VSN Bet Center. It's Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. The spring betting special. Get everything you need to bet baseball this season. 24-7 video streaming. Daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy. For only $19, our all-digital Major League Baseball guide is at vsin.com. Available now. Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams. Plus, Jason Weingarten's MLB futures bets, trends, and more. Sign up today. Get full access to VSIN through the NFL draft. It's only $19. You can get it at vsin.com slash spring. Going to bring in an old friend now, Mr. Dave Koken. Always like to bring in Dave during baseball season. Of course, a college basketball, college football expert. You name it, Dave does it. One of the uh, best professional handicappers and professional bettors in the industry as far as uh, a guy you love to meet. One of the first guys I ever met when I came to Las Vegas 28 years ago, and Dave has been a great friend ever since, you can find his work at Wager Talk, and you can follow him on Twitter at Dave Koken. Dave, great to have you on the program. Good to catch up with you as always. And you and I have always been huge baseball fans uh, for yep. all of those 28 years that uh, we've been friends. And and James and I have been talking uh, baseball throughout the program today. And obviously, it's very early in the season, only about two and a half days old. And Talking about expectations for teams, who are some of the teams maybe that you want that you feel will exceed expectations? Maybe that you played over their season win total, and maybe some teams that you think will disappoint and you went under their season win total. Well, on the unders, uh, Oakland was first on the list. Uh, they they they're barely a major league team uh, in terms of what's left on the roster, and I would assume they'll con continue to deal guys. Uh, if they can get anything for them. I mean, they gave Manea away. So Oakland, to me, is a 100-loss team. I think the Nationals are as well. Uh, I was surprised Washington didn't get more play against action early on. I mean, this was a mid-60s win team last year, and they're clearly not as good this season as they were last season, and they were in a very difficult division because the Marlins aren't bad, the Mets aren't bad, the Braves are world champions, and the Phillies... You never know if the Phillies are going to live up to expectations, but on paper, they've got a really good baseball team. On the other side of the coin, um, I know they're 0-2 out of the gate, and the bullpen is already showing some weakness, but the Angels do have a chance if they stay healthy to be a pretty good baseball team this year. And a team I've liked really since the middle of last season is the Tigers. Uh, you know, they started 9-24 and last year, and from that point on, they were 68-61. and Cle uh, Clearly improved themselves in the offseason. Big fan of their manager. I think they're a winning team this year, so I took them over the total, and we'll see how that goes. 
Hey, Dave, I wanted to ask you, since I have the pleasure to have the first time to be able to speak with you, as a longtime handicapper like yourself, and for somebody like me who's been doing it for 30-plus years, we know the times have changed. The game has definitely changed. We're talking Major League Baseball, but so has sports betting. And now that it's legalized here in Colorado, we have live sports betting. You can, you can, the, it fluctuates on every pitch for the most part. You can get in, involved live. You know, dawn of the days of calling your man at like 3 or 4 o'clock to get the lines and put your game in. And then, it, you know, you're set and you're done for the night kind of thing. How have you evolved over the years as a sports better? from when you first started to where you are now? And do you get involved when it comes to Major League Baseball with all the different things that are live now? Live sports betting, player props, just such a wide menu of sports betting options when it comes to baseball. How has that looked for me from when you started to where you're at now? Well, the, the, the big difference is the uh, amount of information that's available. It's a lot easier to gather good information now and therefore make good decisions than it used to be. I mean, you know... I, the old days, they had to race to the newsstand to pick up a, a newspaper to get the box scores from the prior night. So things have changed a lot. I'm not much in live betting, and part of the reason for that is I think the household is absolutely huge on house on uh, live betting. And I won't call it a sucker bet, but let's just say the bookmakers are going to be doing pretty well with live action betting. It, it's going to be a bonanza for the sports book. So they're going to put more and more of it out and attract more and more bettors who think it's easy money and it's it's anything but. My approach is still pretty much the same as it's always been. It's just been expedited a little bit by the fact that I can get more information than I used to. Dave, I've seen a lot of sharp opinions on both sides of the fence with these two teams, people betting over their season win total and also some people going under their season win total, and that is the Detroit Tigers and the Baltimore Orioles. Where do you stand on these two teams and what the future holds in 2022 for their seasons? Well, I already mentioned the Tigers and, and how much I do think they're improved. I don't think they're going to chase down the White Sox, but I think they're going to make it interesting. I don't know that the White Sox were as good as they were last year. Um, so I think Detroit's got a, an outside chance to capture that division. There's some other teams in that division that are improved as well. The Royals are a little bit better, and Bobby Wood Jr. is a sensational young player. Uh, I think the Twins had everything go wrong last year, so they should be better. The Guardians... Uh, their pitching will be okay, but they can't hit. And I think Cleveland might end up being the last place team in that division. As for the Orioles, they've got no chance. Uh, they're in the wrong division, and they can't pitch. They'll hit lefties some, but I don't see how they're not going to lose 100 games again. And for them, it's, it's just a matter of their fan base being patient. They do have some good prospects on the way. So maybe in two or three years, the Orioles will be more competitive. But for now, they're just they're dead. They're dead, dead meat in the AL East. They got no chance. Dave, so how are you approaching this season? Obviously, with the lockout, players weren't able to go to facilities, get their workouts in, spring training, a very condensed spring training, rolling in to, to this abbreviated time where they're having to get started on just a couple of weeks. Some of these starters, when we're thinking about the pitchers, bullpen and particularly the starters, really, you know, some of these games feel like, to me, they're going to have to utilize some of these regular season games to start getting them stretched out the way that they would normally during spring training. So has well, that given you any appetite? Apprehension to start getting involved early betting no. Major League Baseball on a daily basis? No, not at all, because I'm, a, I'm more of a first five inning better than a full game better. I don't like bullpens. I think they're too volatile. They're almost impossible to, project, to predict on a daily basis. And uh, even though I'm sacrificing a little value going the first five route, I'm starting pitcher centric as far as handicapping baseball is concerned. So I'm going to focus on while the starting pitchers are in the game, unless it's some kind of an angle that points to a full game. I'm mostly going to play full uh, first fives, and that's what I've been doing so far. I think I've made only one full game bet, and uh, and sure enough, lost the lead in the bottom of the ninth, then lost the game in extra innings. Thank you, bullpen. <laughs> Murphy's Law there. Yep. Uh, speaking of starting pitching, Dave, a very interesting one in Los Angeles tonight yeah. with a couple of guys that have been on the shelf with injury uh, for nearly two years, Noah Syndergaard and Justin Verlander. They're just underway in the top of the second inning now. Houston at the plate in a scoreless game. Did you do anything with this game, and what are some of your thoughts? What do you expect from either of these uh, big-time pitchers? I didn't get involved in the game. Uh, I like I like the chances of both guys excelling. Verlander is just a—he's just a different guy. Uh, he, he's one of a kind, heading to the Hall of Fame, no question about that. And if anybody can come back and look as good as he did 
prior to the Tommy John as he does now, or as he's going to look, it's for a leader. As for Syndergaard, the whole look, his stuff is has never been in question. The thing that's in question is whether he can stay healthy or not. And he's a big, big piece of this Angels team. Uh, if Syndergaard can go out there and give him 150 innings this year, I think they're probably going to be a team that contends for the playoffs. If he can't, same old problems for the Angels be with the off uh, with the pitching and keeping the other team's offenses shut down. And, and I won't like their chances. I'm I'm pulling for Syndergaard because not. It's nothing personal or anything like that. I just like to see guys with talent stay healthy. He's had a lot of bad breaks with injuries. Maybe this is the year that he finally can go out there and be a regular performer with 35 starts. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to watch. Uh, and like you say, the Angels have some uh, very good uh, you know, potential there as far as what yeah. they can do this season, and he would certainly be a big part of it if he can stay healthy. Uh, just about a minute left, my friend. I know you are uh, a lucky enough person to be holding a futures ticket on Scotty Scheffler to win the Masters. Uh, he leaked a little oil there down the stretch. He's got a three-shot advantage over a guy I have in pocket, Mr. Cameron Smith. So, Coconut against Cannon tomorrow for Masters Sunday. What do you think? Well, I'm ahead by three. So I'll take my I'll take my chances. I, I, he's about four to eleven, I believe, five to eleven, something like that. Yeah, minus two twenty five or so. Yeah. So you know, I'll take my chances. I'm not going to bother to hedge. Uh, I will say this very quickly: we zeroed in on the two best golfers in the world right now, Scotty Scheffler and Cameron Smith, on the two best players on the planet right now, and the Masters has played out. Therefore, according to form, there's nobody better than these two guys right now. It's as simple as that. No, I totally agree with you, Dave. I mean, obviously, look at what Scotty Scheffler's done. He's won three out of his last five starts. And Cameron Smith, I argued, you know, the, earlier today, I mean, you could argue he's just as hot as Scotty yep. Scheffler winning in Kapalua and winning the Players' Championship as well. Thank you, uh, my friend, for coming on with us today. Great to catch up with you as always. Uh, and enjoy the rest of your weekend and the baseball season, Dave. Same here, guys. Enjoyed it. And well, let's do it again soon. All right. That is Dave Koken. Check him out on Twitter. At Dave Koken, one of the industry's pioneers, really, James. Uh, I met this guy when I came to town 28 years ago. We've been friends ever since. And, you know, his name is really legendary in the business, isn't it? Absolutely. Hey, we don't get older, Brady. We just get wiser. And there's Dave for you right there. Absolutely a wealth of knowledge. Love talking baseball with Dave Koken. We'll be back with more of the VEASAN Bet Center in just a moment. Stick around. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Bet Center is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine? Now there's a 10-day challenge to give you a fresh start, helping you walk away from ashtrays, spit cups, and vapes. It's called the Zinn 10 Challenge. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative, and they're available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths. The Zinn 10 Challenge is a risk-free way to try Zinn Nicotine Pouches. If you don't enjoy your experience with Zinn after 10 days, you'll get your money back. So head over to Zinn.com slash 10 to take the Zinn 10 Challenge. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 1-0. Welcome back to the VSIN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. Checking the scoreboard here. We saw the Golden State Warriors take some late money uh, against the spread in their matchup with the San Antonio Spurs down in San Antonio tonight. They were six and a half favorites, bet up to seven. And right now with an 11-point advantage, for, and make that 10, 47 to 37, leading the San Antonio Spurs with three minutes left in the second quarter. And JVT mentioned Golden State certainly motivated trying to keep the Dallas Mavericks at bay in the standings out there in the Western Conference, and now a nine-point advantage as San Antonio hits another free throw, 47-38. to 38. Your in-game number, the Warriors laying 11.5 and the total of 205.5. On the Diamonds, the New York Mets still leading the Washington Nationals 4 to nothing. They are in the seventh inning, bottom of the seventh inning, Washington coming to bat trying to avoid a shutout here. Your in-game total 
all the way down to six. The Atlanta Braves, a lot of low-scoring baseball games tonight, James. Atlanta up two to nothing on Cincinnati in the top of the seventh. Your in-game total there at four and a half. San Diego looked like they were going to break this one open against uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, but not the case. They're now batting in the top of the six, still leading two to one, and your in-game total there all the way down to six and a half. And then the Dodgers and the Rockies, Justin Turner with just a fantastic catch going over the railing in foul territory, remains at a one-to-one ball game there in Colorado in the bottom of the fifth. And this is a game, of course, being in Coors Field, the total was at 11 and a half and now in game all the way down to seven. Justin Verlander and Noah Syndergaard have made it to the second inning, top of the second, and Houston is at bat in a scoreless game there. Your total down to just seven and a half in that one. On the ice in the NHL, the Detroit Red Wings have tied it up with the Blue Jackets at four apiece. The Rangers four to one over the Ottawa Senators with just five minutes left. In that contest, Calgary trying to take out Seattle 3-1 to with three minutes left in that one. Montreal trailing Toronto 3-2, to six minutes left in the third period there. Anaheim over the Flyers 3-2 to after two periods and your in-game total in this one all the way up to seven and a half. The St. Louis Blues all over the Islanders, four to nothing. Still four minutes left in the second period. Your in-game total at six and a half. Coming up a little later on, the Avalanche at the Oilers, the Sharks at the Canucks, and the Arizona Coyotes right here in Las Vegas against the Vegas Golden Knights. You talk about money lines laying $4. The Vegas Golden Knights minus 400 tonight over the Arizona Coyotes, James. It almost feels like it's an auto bet on the dog. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's, and and know, what the night and the Knights, I I mean, I know the Coyotes have been bad, but the Knights haven't been so great this year. Oh, to to rel- so is that really I mean, ultimately, yeah, they're skating at home, but uh, four dollars. Wow. I I wonder if Brady, these numbers that we were talking about this earlier, I was just thinking of the days when I first started betting baseball in the eighties, Frank Biola was on the Hill for the twins. He was maybe $2 favorite kind of deal. And he was such an ace back then. I mean, it's just, it's explosive. I just now think about because of the money line parlay situation and just stretch this out. People just keep throwing those in just as a token bet, right? Oh yeah. There's a $400 favorite. You know, they're going to, they're $4 favorite. You know, they're going to, they're going to win. Let's just toss that into that money line parlay as well. That it's almost that the the books know that they're going to just take these bets blindly in a sense, especially for these money line parlays and, couple of them in there it does it just feels like and um, I'm not going to get involved with the game for for myself here Brady but it like I said it almost feels like it just should be an auto play on the dog side plus that number that's a massive number uh, James I, I want to get into some talk on some prices uh, to win Major League Baseball divisions here but I want to a- ask you quickly you, you talk about that expansion or inflation if you will of these money lines doesn't it probably also have to do with the increase in the betting population? I, I mean, you think about how many people were betting on sports in the 80s compared to, you know, 40, 50 years later now. Yeah. I, I mean, oh, yeah. that, that's that got to be part of the protection, if you will, that the books are creating too. Uh, for sure. I mean, just the, the the sheer volume of sports bettors now that it's legal what approximately 30 states right and 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 the other pieces now it's not taboo anymore right it's not having to go i mean i remember being in high school and probably should have been in class but going downtown and <laughs> going to maxville's and it was an off-track betting parlor and that's where you'd settle up on tuesdays and you go in the back and you know a guy who knows a guy kind of thing and, you know but it was always like oh you're betting sports you're just yeah you got issues you got problems and for us back then, and we weren't betting very much. We were high school kids. We didn't have much money to right. bet with. Um, but but, but I do. I think now it's becoming more normalized, and it's becoming more socialized. And it's just and not that folks are needing to get out there and fire these big monster plays, but, hey, we're going to go to the Rockies game tonight, and there's probably a book right outside the Rockies with a sports table. Hey, we can get you signed up right now. It'll take two minutes on your app. You can fund it right away and get in there and put $50 on the home team and go have some fun while you're watching the game. So absolutely become more normalized normalized, more socialized and the fact that that thinking about, well, you know, in this case here, oh, I think we just had a yard ball from is it Walsh, I think, for uh, for, sorry to interrupt, but I'm, I've got a good position on this Verlander. He almost gave up a home run to Trout. Trout was robbed at the wall and now leadoff batter in the top bottom of the second just 
drills one to right center, power alley, home run, and we have a one nothing lead for the Angels. Absolutely, one to nothing in the bottom of the second for the home team as they try and put a win on the board in that series, already down two games to none. Hey. And, Go ahead. And Brady, one, one other thing, though. So, obviously, I've been watching this game here because, see, we're, we're at with Verlander, and so that's the second big fly that he's given up here. One is left the yard. The other one was robbed right at the fence. But here's one of the things that I think we were talking about live betting in baseball. Well, we have to see who's behind the plate and how are they calling balls and strikes. Just from that first inning for Verlander, he was really working the black, maybe – couple three inches outside the black both on his breaking stuff and his fastball was not getting the benefit of the call it was a really tight zone back here with this set umpire in this game and I think that's something else that you can handicap into your totals right you can look at well how tight of a zone is this is this guy calling a, is it pretty you know is he right on the margins or is it pretty wide zone and that could lead to some total play too because right now you're going to have to throw you're going to have to throw it inside the black if you want to get strikes over the plate here based on where this is so that's something to keep an eye on too where these umpire zones are if you want to get involved with betting live baseball no i think you're absolutely spot on and it's not only live baseball but you can get a lot of information on these umpires prior to first pitch as well sure And, and you know now we're just two and a half days into the season uh you know this is maybe something that you want to look at a month or two from now where you know, a sort of trend develops. But, you know, these umpires have been at it year after year, too. You can probably look at historical trends, too. But, no, I, and, and James, I like a guy that's going to give the black a little bit. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. like it when they make right. you throw the r- thing right down the middle so everybody can just, you know, sit on a, a fastball that looks like a beach ball. Now, I, I like a, I like a pitcher's umpire. I prefer that, that uh, uh, what, what would you call it, technique or style, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we don't want to see here and, and it's going to be because a lot of pitchers are going to not that Verlander's a nibbler. He is not a nibbler. He is not afraid no. to challenge guys. He's not afraid to go upstairs in the zone. He's not afraid to break you in uh, on your hands. So he will challenge you as a, you know, we, we see some guy you see Granky, right? And he is completely had to craft his game into being a nibbler and he just doesn't have the stuff anymore. But um, w- with these umpires, yeah, we want to. We don't want to sit here and just watch a walk fest. We want to have these guys be able to open up the zone and make these hitters get up there. And and not that these hitters are opposed to swinging the bat, Brady. I mean, that's the one thing in baseball that, in my mind, has really changed over the last few decades watching, playing, betting on baseball is the fact that it doesn't matter what the count is. Whether it's a 3-1 count, hitters count, or you're sitting behind 1-2, and it is still big swing, swinging for the fetches on each and every pitch. But to your point, for sure, I would like to see, not that you have to be that far outside, but, you know, you don't have to sit right over the white on the plate to call a strike. Yep, I am absolutely with you there. Uh, looking at the NBA scoreboard, the Warriors back to a 10-point advantage over the San Antonio Spurs at the half. 54-44 to 44 at halftime. Golden State an 11.5-point favorite in the live market. Your total has dipped down a little bit since last look, down to 204 And on the diamonds, the Washington Nationals and New York Mets have moved to the top of the eighth inning. Still 4-0 Mets. Atlanta in the seventh, still leading Cincinnati Reds 2-0. San Diego 2-1 over the Diamondbacks in the sixth inning. And Colorado and the Los Angeles Dodgers tied at one apiece, also in the bottom of the sixth inning. We'll come back and wrap up the program in just a moment. We'll get to those baseball division prices when we return here on the Beeson Bet Center. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and older only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here inside the VSIN Bet Center. And uh, when we were off air there uh, during the break, James mentioned to me, hey, I'm starting to see some of these final round matchups for the Masters populate. And yeah, you're spot on. I, I looked, I was, you know, continuing to refresh the, uh, the BetMGM website here, and I saw a couple up there, and I said, okay, they're probably getting created now. And looks like we have the full menu. And the way they do this, like, when you have uh, a golf tournament prior to them teeing off on Thursday, James, the the odds maker will create matchups. It, they're not necessarily playing together. You'll you'll have one guy teeing off at four o'clock and one guy that you know whatever. Well, now these are the actual pairings, and you know do, do, they're not necessarily competing against each other. Maybe they've got a little side game between them, but uh, you know. It's still fictional as far as uh, this being a head-to-head matchup. These two guys that are paired together tomorrow at the Masters uh, don't have anything uh, that is related to this head-to-head matchup. So I'm just going to go down here. Of course, uh, the first uh, pairing in the morning will be Cameron Davis against Adam Scott, uh, a couple of Australians there, Terrell Hatton against uh, Billy Horschel. And, and the way this works out for people that are new to golf betting, it's whoever shoots the lower score. Uh, during the round, uh, gets the cash. Uh, Patrick Cantley against John Rahm, Mackenzie Hughes and Max Homa, Bubba Watson against Tiger Woods. That's a pretty interesting one there, James. Bubba Watson, a minus 145 favorite against Tiger Woods, the take back on Woods, plus 125. Uh, 145 is expensive, but I think physically we've seen Tiger continue to deteriorate with each passing day. And obviously, tomorrow being the fourth and final day, he could be at his worst. We don't know, but uh, this guy has um, surprised us, you know, for decades. Um, But maybe that would be the initial thinking on that matchup. And Brady, I think for him, he just wanted to get back out there, right, and make the cut. 
I think that was probably his primary focus. The fact that the the injury and the the car wreck that he had last year, fourteen months ago, I mean, he didn't know if he was going to be able to forget about play again. He was like, I didn't know if I was going to walk normal again, let alone be able to get back out of the course, then get out to the Masters, go compete. And I don't think his mindset was, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to be right back here and and run it for four days out here at the Masters. I think he was satisfied to be able to to just gut his way through the first two rounds to be able to make the cut because you saw it. I definitely saw it yesterday. I didn't see him play. I really didn't see him too much today, but I did see him yesterday and you could see really him physically laboring that, that, that back nine. And, and for me as somebody again, who's suffered a lot, had a lot of knee surgeries and a lot of leg injuries. Like I felt for it. Like he's just, he's, he's such a competitor. The guy is such a gamer and mentally, yeah, he's all there. He's going to give his best effort, but physically you get to see he was wearing down. So to your point, yeah, for for day four, what does he have left physically? Just the wear and tear, all the walking, all the hills, everything that he's been having to go through. You know, that leg's swollen. It, he, his ankle doesn't have flexion in it. It's unfortunate to try to look at handicaps and see how banged up guys are. But, you know, that's what we do in the NFL, Brady. We look at injuries. We have an injury report. And if we see something in there where we know a certain player or a certain unit is pretty banged up, we try to exploit it as far as making a bet. And in this case here, unfortunately for Tiger, I think it is going to be a, a struggle for him physically tomorrow so here's another one for you you and i were talking about earlier uh one motivational factor for the guys that are not going to go on and win this tournament pretty much there's probably two guys that have a shot here scotty scheffler and cam smith but for the rest of the field uh there's motivation to finish in the top 12 if you finish in the top 12 that's an automatic invitation to the masters next year if you're not all already qualified now, there's a number of different ways you can qualify. You, you know, you, w- you win a golf tournament on tour, you've won a Masters before, or if by the time uh, March 2023 rolls around, you're in the top 50 in the world golf rankings. Well, one guy that might not be qualified in any of those categories is Cameron Champ. Uh, Cameron Champ uh, won a golf tournament in the past year. Uh, I don't know if he is already qualified for the Masters next year. I believe that's just a one-year exemption to get into the Masters with a victory. So he would have to win another PGA Tour event or get into the top 50 in the world. And he's currently 14th on the leaderboard here going into Sunday. So there's motivation for him to get inside the top 12. He's uh, paired with a matchup with Webb Simpson Uh, Webb Simpson will probably be in the top 50 in the world rankings and and is probably the higher ranked player uh, and will be other than or over Cameron Champ. But Simpson favored in this matchup, James, at minus 135, Champ an underdog at plus 115. Maybe that's worth a little bit of of wager. Uh, Champ beat Simpson today. Champ shot 71 to Webb Simpson 73. Well, and it's interesting because I'm looking at BetMGM out here in Colorado, Brady, and I see a different matchup for Cameron Champ. He's going up against Dustin Johnson. Hmm. Johnson's a two and a quarter. He's he's laying two and a quarter with Champ getting back plus one seventy five. So I think that's something else to be to be mindful of, right? Is thinking about well, from state to state, it might look different. And so from where you're at in Las Vegas to what the, what matchups you're seeing to what I'm seeing out here in Colorado, that one doesn't exist. So. Uh, for the one that the one that I have here, I mean, that seems like a, a, he's plus one seventy five. That's a pretty big number. Which let me let me look at this because I want to see what the actual pairings are here. Okay. Uh, yeah, the ones that I am looking at, the, the, it looks like the matchups I were looking, uh, I was looking at, are the actual pairings. And okay. uh, where is he here? So maybe what I'm seeing is something different that they're putting together out here. Like I've got nope. John you know Rahm you do have playing the, Tiger Woods You do Woods have tomorrow. the actual pairing because uh, Webb Simpson is pilled, uh, paired with Will Zalatoris. And indeed, okay. Dustin Johnson is paired with Cameron Champ. Um, plus 175. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an awful big price. I expected DJ to really contend today. Uh, I think he shot one over par. That was uh, certainly not what I expected out of him. Uh, Rory McIlroy against Colin Morikawa. Tommy Fleetwood against Jason Kokrak. You said Rom against uh, who was it again? Rom is going against Wood. So let me ask you a couple questions. Let's go back to DJ and Champ. Now, DJ is going out there. He's looking to win. Right. So now right. he's going in here and yeah, it's not like he's not going to give a great effort tomorrow, but realistically he's got to be going, he's got to be going to the clubhouse and going to bed tonight thinking, man, I, this is, I have not played my best and I'm, 
probably not going to be able to make any kind. Of, they're going to have to. They're going to have to give a lot back. Will the for Scheffler to get me back involved and have a great day? And he's going to have to start to find the water or, or give some shots back here for me to compete. Have you seen or have you bet against some guys that have super high expectations, Brady, to go and get that green jacket and then have not performed to what their expectations are for the first three days and maybe not as uh, maybe not the greatest of efforts put forth on that fourth day? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. I mean, you know, the 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 burden of pressure and expectation. And I think uh, not only that is expected from the outside sources, you know, the golfing world, the media, what have you, but the burden of pressure that you put on yourself. And certainly Dustin Johnson, he, he's not here to do anything other than win. And really at this point in his career, he's not really around to do anything but win golf tournaments and win major championships. Cameron Champ is a young kid that's still trying to make a name for himself. And I can tell you, in the past two Masters that he's played in, uh, I believe he has top 25 finishes in both of them. So he does have some success here. Now, DJ's obviously uh, the much better player. But uh, again, you have to weigh the price there and the motivation for both players. Here's another thing, James, and maybe you look at some some in-game possibilities. If things go south quickly for DJ, he might just fold, it, fold up his tent. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, well, you know what? Now it's over. And, uh, you know, I'm three over par through six holes and, and I'm just going to, you know. Well, and you potentially start looking ahead the next week just because you had, as a competitor and as a, a former winner, you had such high expectations coming in. And now it's clear you're not going to meet that. Uh, before we run, because I know we're going to get out of here soon, uh, the pairing, Scheffler against Smith, they're both, uh, basically it's even. It's a pick of minus 110 either way. How do you feel about either side right there as far as the two-ball bet? I, I would take uh, Smith. And we talked to Paul Stone earlier who thought Cameron Smith would be like a minus 120 or minus 125 favorite, which makes sense because Scheffler doesn't have to beat Cameron Smith. He's got a three-stroke advantage already, right? So Scheffler can still win the Masters even if he loses that matchup by a stroke or two. Um, So, and, And there's kind of more motivation there for Smith to try and catch him. Uh, so I would probably look to Cam Smith. Real quick, what's the price on Tiger versus Rom? Tiger versus Rom. 15 seconds. It is Tiger's plus 180, Rom's minus two and a quarter. Wow. <laughs> I don't high. know. Pretty hefty. Pretty Enjoy hefty. Masters no Sunday, my friend. Great to see you as always, James. Thanks to Dan Miller and the rest of the crew behind the glass. Another great addition of the VEASAN Bet Center. Next up, Greg Peterson right here on the Sports Betting Network. If you, if you, if you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.